Welcome to the GPS Training Podcast, the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor GPS navigation. Welcome to this month's GPS Training Podcast. It's our 47th episode. This month, we're again joined by Ian from GPS Training, and it's myself, John, who is also from GPS Training. So welcome, Ian, to this month's GPS Training Podcast. Hi John, and thank you. Uh, you weren't you weren't on the last podcast. You were you were thrown off the last podcast. And Absolutely, I stole it yeah. with my good uh, good friend. Doesn't uh, matter. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. I'm sure I'm sure people don't want to hear me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been up to much over the last month, then, Ian, since we last spoke? Well, as we were discussing just before we started, I start. So, a very good friend of ours is is one of the top um, country's top wood turners. So I've started wood turning lessons, wood turning, even yeah. even in these um, strange times. We he he has found a way to still run classes. Yes, we can get two more contrasting things, could we? In technical support and teaching people how to use GPS units and wood turning. Wood wood turning. It's so, very therapeutic. It I is so therapeutic. I suspect you need after supporting some of our customers over the past month. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, I I can sort of like think, oh, tomorrow I'm not going to even be worrying about whether someone through their course of their walk achieved 500 metres of elevation or 800. I'm going to go and turn some wood instead, aren't I? Absolutely. Be therapeutic. That's a, you've got to concentrate, otherwise you'll lose your fingers. Mm. Well, if somebody well, got a, an O-level in woodwork, I'm very fond of woodwork, Ian, so it's one of my oh, few O-levels that I got here. Oh, it. Good. I really enjoyed it. Yes, yes. I've got another one in about a week and a half's time, I think. Yes. Excellent. Very good. Yes. Good. Okay. So, without further ado, on that strange but interesting point, let's get on <laughs> with today's podcast. As I've already said, it's our 47th episode. In today's podcast, we're going to look forward to what each of us wants for Christmas 2020. We're also going to look at, Garmin are asking, what ideas do we have? So we're going to discuss some ideas we have and how we can give those ideas to Garmin and, fingers crossed, they take them on board. And then we have Ian's FAQs, the frequently asked questions. Ian gets asked why supporting our customers. The first thing on this month's GPS training podcast is a look forward to what what presents Ian and I would like for Christmas 2020. So it's been a really interesting year, Ian, as Garmin, especially have increased the number of units and washes in each and well in their stable really. Right. So we've right. had the Instinct Solar, which is a new GPS watch by Garmin. We then had the Montana 700 700i 750i, which is the new large yep. screen GPS unit by Garmin. We then had the Garmin GPS Map 65s and also the 66. SR, which is a new multi-band um, GPS unit by Garmin. So it's actually quite nice as we hit December. Looking back, we've had actually some, well, one, two, three, four, five, six new products, really, haven't we? So that's mm. quite, yeah. it's quite unusual, yeah. really, because for the last few years, we've literally just had one or two new products come to market, haven't we? Yes, yeah, yeah. And as I say, I think the, I mean... <laughs> The thing that rumbled on through this year was when were we when were we going to get the Montana 700 series? <laughs> yeah, I don't think people realise that. I'm never scared of telling this. We actually signed a non-disclosure agreement with Garmin, so we kind of know what's coming up in the future. I think we're allowed to say it under our, under our NDA. So we had this date for the Montana, which was then put back and put back, and then we had COVID-19 was put back, and then there was no stock. It was put back, and and because it's just quite a big event for us. As you appreciate, we kind of our life revolves around things. So our holidays are booked around it, and everything because definitely we were on holiday or something was. So we we our lives revolve around it, and then it's just kind of put back and back and back, and then well, eventually came yeah. out, didn't it? Yeah. Well, we were all meeting up. You, Tom, and I, we were all going to be meeting up in the Peak District, weren't we, oh, in yeah. March? That was right. To, to, <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> yes, we were going to meet up in the Peak District to do all sorts of like little videos for the yeah, launch of the Montana Seven Hundred, which just never. Yeah. So we had a we had a never happened pre-production model, and we were going to do all our yeah all our promotional videos and ready in March, yeah. and the hotels oh. were booked, and everything was booked and ready to go. Yes. And then guess what happened? Uh, uh, Nothing. <laughs> well, uh, an international, worldwide nice pandemic came along, so I think something yes. did happen. But... 
Yes, we'll still have to take Tom up on his offer, though, I think, for for our few days away. We will That do. still needs to be done. We will still do. needs to be done, John. After, after this year's sales, I think Tom owes us quite a bit of money, I think. So yes. So can help us with that. So, OK, going back to Instinct Solo, what are your thoughts on Instinct Solo? You've not really had that much to do with it, Ian, really. It's been quite a popular watch, really. People don't know yeah. it's the Instinct has been upgraded, so now it charges via the, the screen when we're out and about. Um you had a you had an you had an instinct in your training bag for a year yeah, or so. Yeah, we you? I had the 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 only thing that, the only thing that I had sort of like this year with the instinct solo was really really nice really nice guy came on my um, Clayton course literally I think the week before lockdown in mid March, and then when we were all out out again um, in July time, he did a long distance walk across. I think it. I think it was the Pyrenees. It was either the Alps or the Pyrenees. I can't French Alps Pyrenees. I can't remember. And um, he, uh, the watch ran out. Okay. And ran out of power, and he'd forgotten his charging lead. And we were sort of like exchanging emails, uh, sort of like as to whether he could get it back charging or not, because I think. I can't remember how. That's the only thing I've had with the Instinct Solar, mm-hmm. John, mm-hmm. All, all year. And I think I think we worked out that you you would hope that it, you if it runs out totally. But I think reading between the lines with Garmin, the Garmin manual, it says it would take you know, like days and days and days to even get it back to four percent charge right. or something. So so he'd walked yeah. and walked and completely flattened it, hadn't taken his charge lead and completely came to a grinding halt completely. It, some, something like that. That's the only thing I've dealings I've had with the Instinct Solar. Mm-hmm. Oh well. well, moving swiftly on then. Montana seven hundred, seven hundred I, and seven fifty I really has to have been the talk of this year, hasn't it? Really, I think it, it's Where, been fun- well all all the six six S R. But again, seven hundred yeah. Montana seven hundred no, has been phenomenal. No, the seven hundred's been the big thing, really. I think has, so, hasn't it? And I think you know, generally, apart from. <laughs> The well-trodden issues of maps and um, you know them not working on the 700i and 750. I think that really, generally, most people that I have had dealings with, um, from the technical support point of view, um, generally they're absolutely delighted with it. Mm-hmm. And what a what a GPS it is! And I think people are really, really. I think the only thing that I would say is is that. I think they expected a perfect, some people expected a perfect model from the outset. And mm-hmm. I think that's a bit sort of like, um, to be fair to Garmin, um, things are never going to be that perfect. They're always going to find little problems, aren't, aren't they? And when you look at the releases of the Montana 700, it's a, it's a quite, the release notes are pretty long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but even so, I think people are generally pretty, pretty pleased with what, has come from Garmin. I think so. No, just in the last 48 hours, we actually eventually got some bike mounts in, but we've been waiting for bike mounts. We got 20 bike mounts came in on, I think it was Monday this week or Tuesday this week. And within 36 hours, every one was sold. So I've spoken to a number of people who like you know who had been on a list and, and rang up to order them when I notified them um, that they were in stock. And I, I've said to every, you know, what do you think of Montana? I've not met one person who's like every every likes it or loves mm. exactly what yeah. they've got and every says I really yeah. like it it's been a really good addition really like everything yeah. about it and, and not one bad word about it and to be honest for us that's quite because these are not cheap GPS units these are no. these are expensive Absolutely. GPS units and yeah. everybody seems over the moon with the Montana yes. 700 range yeah. to date yeah. Um, yeah. that has been a big problem with stock no 700i 750i's no we still don't have any in stock I don't know when we will get more in stock. Um, but again, even with the 700, we had that break for, I think it was about four or five weeks where we had none as well. Um, mm, so it just mm, shows yeah. how popular they've been. Just got the AA battery packs in place. So if you've seen the back, you can now take off the um, the battery and, and there's one that runs off three AA batteries. They've just come into stock as well. Um, yeah, yeah, so they've been yeah. proving very popular. Garmin say it doesn't work with the 700i, 750i, but... We'll have to try it when we get one back in stock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't understand why it won't. 
That might be well, when, 2021, I suspect. Well, I was going to say, what, what month of 2021 is that going to be, John? <laughs> and as people don't know, Ian, Ian gently touched on it there, is no, the, the 700i, 750i doesn't work with the... Um, with the 125,000 map cards. So we're promised January our update, and then we yes. can see if it well, does was, work. Yes, I was going to say, we're, we are waiting to see whether Garmin's long-promised new map card is going to be released in January, because that's what they told you, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. January, John. <laughs> Still haven't got any money on it, you no, know. It's not going to happen, is it, really? Let's see. March. March. Well, good. <laughs> Easter's the beginning yes. of April. I think more Easter. Yeah. <laughs> I have got more chance of a vaccine than the... Uh, I was going to say, we're just going to come first. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think... I think, And I've said to a few people with this, I, I, we've had quite a few people on the course, I, I've really seen people get to groups with that 700. And, and I don't mean this, this but I've said this to a number of people on the phone, is what I've seen on courses, when somebody's got a Montana 700, the person in that course is kind of middle course, if that makes sense. No, not the top, not at the bottom, is kind of sitting there middle. Mm. But actually because they've got a Montana 700, they seem to then be at the top of that course because actually mm. the unit is so easy to use. Oh, it, It's it, so easy to use. That person that really is midway in that course is actually mm. bubbling at the top just because they've got a Montana 700. And the yeah. exercise that really makes them shine for us one of the exercises we've been on a course at one of our GPS training courses, one of the exercises we do is planning a route on a GPS unit. And it's quite a hard thing to do. But the person with the Montana 700 with such a big screen just goes bang, 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 taps away on the screen and off they go. And everybody else is sat there struggling with their smaller screens. And and and, and, and I've seen I've seen characters at that point in the course who kind of a bit struggling, a bit unsure, suddenly get this confidence because they've got this montana 700 with this large screen and suddenly they're away and and it's phenomenal to see really mm. i mean i remember saying to you when i wrote the course note the course book for the montana that i genuinely thought that i had missed out steps yeah. because you there were there are steps for the old montana or for the other gps's that you have to put in to achieve an end goal and i was thinking god i don't even have to do you know and i thought have I missed things out? But but I haven't. I hadn't missed things out. It is just such. It, it is such and and, and I, easy unit to use. And I find that when I speak to customers, when I'm going around doing things, it's so quick to do something on the training Montana that that I've got, rather than keep going around lots of sub menus or steps. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to do, you know you can pick it up, and it's so quick to to try and do what they're or explain to them what they need to, to do it is yeah it's very quick mm -hmm. very good so yeah good. massive thumbs up montana yeah. 700 is a bit of a wait um with everything that's going on this year but certainly it's it's dominated the marketplace you knows it's, mm. it's a cracking gps unit it's not the yeah. cheapest um but actually great big screen on it and everything is yeah working hunky-dory except the 125,000 map card if you've got a 700i or 750i but that's a story in its own right GPS map 65s, um, interesting one really. It, it, you've, I suppose you've not really come. We've not saw that many of them actually. And you've you, you've not really supported many of many people. Oh, I've anybody. had no one. I've had no one, John. So people don't know 65s is really a 64s. Would now is multiband, which uses the five satellite types. It also comes with a topoactive mapping. And it also now works next to the Garmin Explorer app, which is a way that we can wirelessly transfer GPX files and things onto it. The, the question for us is, it's a really nice GPS unit, but actually comes in around the same price as the uh, uh, as the 64, um, not 64, sorry, the 66S. So, <laughs> so, yeah. so it's either a 66S or a 65S. Now, the people who don't know, 66S doesn't have the top active mapping, doesn't have the multiband, but it's a larger screen GPS unit. Um, and, and other than that, it's kind of the same. So this is the hard decision I've kind of had with a lot of customers. Do you go for a, a 66S, slightly larger screen, or a 65S with a smaller screen and multiband mm. and top active mapping? Yeah, yeah, and and yeah. so we've sold a, a few, but not a massive amount because it's kind of in that price bracket, really. Mm. Mm. Um, yes. So, yeah, that's really the 65S. 
Not you got any thoughts on it, Ian, or not? Or I, I well, I mean, as a sixty-four <laughs> user for many years, or sixty-two users, yeah. it's, it's exactly the same case, but yeah. slightly different colour. Yeah. But it's I was the same say, interface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I say, the um, say I, I, I have not supported one person with a sixty-five S. I, I do know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it. I suppose it's sort of like um, what do people? What would people go for? Probably the. I mean, if I was going to buy one or other, I think I'd go for the sixty-six S. Yeah. Because all right, the multiband is the multiband satellites, but the sixty-six S is just yeah, it's just slightly bigger, better, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't it? And, and I think that's the that's where it is with the. But you know. And, and then, then of course, John, the 66 the 60s, SR. SR, yeah. So good that Ian bought one himself. There yeah. you are. Ian, that was your I, big decision of the of the year. You upgraded your was. GPS unit. It was. And it was. what is your thoughts on it? Um, uh, two months down the line? Two months down the line. Uh, yeah, because I got it. I think it was mid-October. I got it mid-October because I took it out. Because I, um, I took it up to... Northamptonshire when I walked around Braybrook where we're now going to be holding the courses in Mm -hmm. Northamptonshire so I decided that it or I asked you if you could get kindly get it to me before I went there so I could use it there Um, Mm -hmm. because that so that was its very first outing Um, I think it's brilliant I mean it's I know it's the same as 66s in many ways but it just seems to work it seems every I don't I don't know what it is um but it just seems to connect to my phone quicker it connects it the gum connect app just seems to work better with it um it just seems a bit more it's got a few more um brake horsepower in it mm-hmm. john mm-hmm. i think that's what it is and it just seems to say the it just seems to connect with my iphone my ipad better um i love this internal you know recharging battery um yesterday i went out for a walk and i i knew i had enough battery power but i was kind of what, what, what i was doing so i just shoved it into into my ipad charger for half an hour and it was virtually charged i don't know whether i meant to put it into an ipad charger probably you're going to tell me off but i because i know but no i said i you know i thought well the battery's got to be good enough to withstand an iPad charger um, charges it pretty quickly and yeah it just it just does work um, the key I, thing is that battery you know it, it is yeah. it's quite a big change for most GPS users to have a built-in battery quite hard yeah. to get their head around it because we've been using AA batteries or many people have for oh, years yeah. and and then suddenly when you do with a GPS with 36 hours of battery life or 35 hours of battery life of which i estimate we are getting 30 hours of battery life out here it is just it's phenomenal really because we all say a good set of AA batteries can get eight to ten hours of battery life now suddenly we're getting 30 hours of battery life out of this built-in battery i can sit there going that's just not even that's it's ridiculous it's it's phenomenal and that it's brilliant isn't it i think that's a key thing and i think the other thing is that because every time you plug it into your computer to do something it's instantly cha- it's charging it as well isn't it, it gives it a little top top up I know, I know it's not going to be a massive top up if it's sitting in a laptop but even so it's going to get a bit of a um you know sort of like top up of battery power and yeah i i, just, I mean for me it's just so li- liberating not thinking oh god have i got these batteries charged and and you know, you could just plug it, as I say, like I did yesterday morning, just plugged it into a charger for half an hour before I went out. Mm-hmm. Whereas before I'd be thinking, oh, God, I've forgotten to charge a battery or or uh, how well charged are my spare batteries kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just, it's all that sort of thing. I think for, well, since 2006, I've gone through how well charged are my spare batteries. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, yes. Yeah, yeah that's the it. one for this year. So, I suppose we've already answered a question. If you were wanting one of the new products for this year for Christmas, you would choose the C6SR, I suppose, Ian, would you? Because you would just stick by what you've already bought then. 
Yes, I mean, having used the Montana 700 a fair amount, um, it's <laughs> it's a tricky one because it is such a brilliant unit, but for walking, it's just, I think, a bit too big. Mm -hmm. And interestingly, I was talking to a customer last week who, um, uh, really nice, really nice chap, and he had an Active 20, SatMap Active 20, and he was, I think he was just like uh, his wits end with it at one level. Um, and we were talking about um, Montana, so he said, okay, in the Garmin range, Montana 700 or a 66. He said, because I have seen a lot of photographs on your newsletter and on your website with people standing around with their GPS attached to their rucksack strap. And, and I, I explained to him the, how brilliant the Montana 700 was and he said no it's too big it's going to be too big too heavy because i want something that i can attach to my rucksack strap hmm. and and i think for him and i think that's a it with, with a lot of walkers i mean not some because a lot of the customers i've spoken to with little queries on their montana 700s there are a lot of them are trail riders motorcyclists um or cyclists and that I think is the that is the interesting thing. Uh, I, there are a few walkers, but um, I would say the majority of people I speak to about the Montana 700, they're all, and and yeah, it's because of the size of the mm -hmm. GPS, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm like you. I think the, the 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 compactness, but the size of the screen also on that 66SR is is yeah, because you can put on a backpack tether, you keep your hands free, yeah. and it doesn't interfere yeah. with your navigation experience. But saying that, no. We did that newsletter article um, where people have said what what attachments they got been carrying the yeah, Montana. So there's quite yeah. a few have got no belt belt few, attachments. Yeah. Garmin yeah. don't produce yeah. one. Why would they produce one? Why would they produce something that they well. <laughs> massive? Of? Anyway, we'll come to that in our next story. I suspect. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But again, it's you know a lot of those people have got you no know, belt I, Yeah, there's some um, interesting ways that people have been carrying them, and and I think if if that something came out, you no, know, it just needs to be a belt pouch or something yeah. like that. That's well, all exactly, it needs. Yes. It's it, on your rucksack belt or something. It'd be absolutely fantastic. Yes. Let's just steal the yes. design that sat map have for their thing. Why don't we just steal it, Garmin, and just <laughs> do it? Anyway, that's that, that's what lets it down, really, isn't it? So we need we need yeah, some way to carry for walkers, it mm -hmm. for walkers, I think. Um, but yeah, so I think that I would only because from a walking point of view, which is my main activity, then yeah, I, I would. Um, That'd be on your Christmas yeah. list if it wasn't already in your rucksack or on your on your backpack tether. Well, indeed, yes. I I would I think I I would I'm I'm torn between the two really. I, I'm. I, I'm a, I'm a 66i user. I, I thoroughly love my 66i. I love the battery life in it. So therefore, I'm I'm naturally drawn towards the 66SR. But I do like the clarity and the easiness. Easiness is no with the ease. Ease of use. Ease John. of use that ease the Montana 700 has. I I love the little the the ribbon down the bottom. How there's a quick shortcuts yeah, to page. Brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Wherever you are, you don't need to press the back. You're yeah. just there. Bang, bang, yeah. bang into whichever page yeah. you want to. And I'll be honest. Yes. I go back to. If, if I'm on a course, um, I'm now actually reaching for the Montana. If there's one in my training bag that nobody's using, and I'll tend to use that for the course just for that ease of use on the course. Mm, mm. But if I'm going out walking on my own, I will take my 66i or the 66SR if mm. I didn't want the two-way satellite communication because, again, as you rightly mm. say, nice and compact, keep your hands done. And I must comment that customer who says about the uh, the pictures of on our newsletter with someone always in the rucksack, that has to be me in this talking about. There's always pictures of me with oh, my well, 66 always... <laughs> there, you see. You take so many selfies, John, <laughs> on your course. <laughs> I mean, there, you see. See, that's what it is. <laughs> So I'm paying, yeah. <laughs> so I think yeah, coming to Christmas 2020, I think those are those are your, your your four new product lines really, and both of you nine degree six six SR has been. Again, it's 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 phenomenal to see how sales have gone up and down. You know, like literally, we sometimes we're really struggling to keep it in stock, and then other times we're not selling one for a day or two, and then we're selling three or four. It's it's very very interesting. Again, it's been that bit of a um, a bit of a hiccup in in production. 
Um, but as we speak now, I know we've got eight arriving in tomorrow, uh, which hopefully will last us the next couple of days or so. So it's, it's it, they are coming yeah. in and out as as we are. So it has been hugely popular. Again, Montana just is trickling away. It's just selling there all the mm-hmm. time. Um, so yeah. yeah, I think it's a good a good product there. If you'd like to look at our recommendations as we approach Christmas 2020, please go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk. Click on reviews and you will see our video reviews there. I've done the best handheld outdoor GPS video reviews for both the best budget, the best top end, and also the best large screen GPS. Have a look at those videos. We'll do some good, honest reviews of the various GPS products that are available. The next thing in this month's GPS training podcast is a look at Garmin. Do we have an idea for Garmin? So this was actually forwarded to me uh, by, I don't know, I'll be honest with you, by Tom from Garmin. Tom said, oh, this might be interesting, something you might want to put in the podcast or a newsletter. Um, have you had a chance to look at this, Ian, yet or not? I've, I have, I have um, <laughs> read it, yes, and I'm thinking, well, fantastic, all, all these why doesn't this GPS do that? Or why doesn't this GPS do this on the technical support? It's my... It's, it it's, is, my... it's your get out of jail, isn't it? This is, it is I, as it? soon as I saw this, I've actually kept it from you because I wanted to see your reaction to the podcast. When I got to send this, I thought, this is best tool ever for us supporting people. Oh. So all the time people say, why didn't, as Ian says, why didn't, why didn't you do this? So I'll quickly summarise what it is. I'll, I'll read out actually the text on the Garmin uh, website. It says, have an idea. We want to hear from you. We're lucky to have enthusiastic customers who care about our products. We will never get tired of hearing your feedback during a long run or a fishing trip. But now we have an even better way for you to share. This form sends your suggestions straight to the innovation experts. But before you submit your idea, be sure to be careful to read the terms of use. Once you tell us your idea, it can be freely used by Garmin. Whether we use your idea or not, we're grateful for your enthusiasm to make our products the best we can be. So really, what they're saying, you give them an idea, they'll give you no credit for it, and uh, they'll make a fortune on the back of it, Ian. But anyway, not being sceptical about it, you can read the terms and conditions that are down there, but really that's what it is. So they're asking for your ideas. So it's actually a, a fantastic way, because we get so many people saying, oh, why doesn't GPS do that? Why don't we do that? Or why doesn't this happen? And this is the way we can submit our ideas to Garmin. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put the link to this in the podcast online so I, I, we put some um, notes below the podcast ian's faq notes and this kind of thing and we put the link into this website where you can link through to it and it's just a simple form of of submitting your ideas to garmin um and yeah it's it's great ian isn't it this is this is what we've been waiting for isn't it i'm gonna start suggesting things like release updates that actually work <laughs> <laughs> A 125,000k map card that works with a Montana 700i 750i. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, no, I think it's good because we do get customers say, well, my old GPS does this, but this new one doesn't. And at the end of the day, if that's what Garmin have designed, that's what Garmin have designed. Yes. But, but uh, you know, joking apart, John, um, yes, we all have to move forward. We all have to move on with the technology. But yeah, sometimes they do take things out with GPSs, or people think, oh, if only they had done this for this GPS, then you know it may be that it can be so easily rectified by a few boxes on the software update being ticked or unticked, mm-hmm. just to give someone a slightly better, you know, make the GPS work a little better or or whatever. So no, I think it's great. I think it's great. So what off the top of your head, Ian, what idea would you submit that you would like to change on a Garmin GPS device? Shall I give you mine first while you're thinking this or are you going to go straight in? (laughs) How long have we got? (laughs) We've been innovative. So actually, rather than actually criticism of what what they've done, I think is, is... I mentioned this last year. I think it's maybe this time. Oh, actually, I mentioned the January podcast. My thought is, why can't we have a solar powered, solar powered? Oh yeah, you GPS did, device. You? So around the edge of the Garmin yeah. seven hundred, which is surely coming up for an update mm. sometime in twenty twenty one. Has to be, please, has to be. 
we have no idea if it is not, I must say this. But why do we have that black around the edge being a solar panel? Do you know what I mean? We can have a GPS device with a built-in, an, an Oregon 700 range with a built-in battery with 30 hours of battery life with a solar panel, which has increased that to 40, 45 hours of battery life. Plus, because you your it's very different than a GPS watch we have under our jacket or under our, our, our jumper or something. A, a GPS handheld on a backpack tether. Sunlight, mm. 14 hours a day. This thing should be power neutral, couldn't it? Yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. just think about uh, We can have a GPS unit with no unlimited battery life. Why not? That's my, yeah. that's my, like, yeah. this This has to be the future. Surely it has to be. Do you know what mine is, John? What is that? A camera on the 66 series GPS. Oh. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, people. They ask about, you know, until the Montana, um, well, you know, we had what the 680 had a camera, didn't it? The mm -hmm. Montana 6, 680. Um, and obviously the 750, Oregon 750, all the Oregon series have had cameras for, you know, quite a few model series going back quite a lot of time. But the 66 or the 60, the 60 series has, has never had a camera on it. Even better, why don't we put Garmin's action camera in the GPS unit. Garmin do an action camera. I bet most people don't even do. know that, but they do an action camera, which is, is really their equivalent of GoPro, which, mm. with the greatest respect to Garmin, is not a massive success. So why don't they integrate that technology into a handheld GPS unit, and we then have an action pack, action camera in our GPS unit? Because you can pair it. You can pair it with one can't can't yep. you but you can't but it's not in integrated yep. integrated yeah. into so not only have we got our camera that we can take our still shot with this actually oh. came from a conversation with a customer this morning who once put a montana 700 on a on a trail motorbike and he said is there a question is there a camera on it equivalent of a gopro and i went that's a good idea isn't it you should submit it to Garmin. Oh, you're stealing customers. You're stealing <laughs> customers' ideas now, John. He didn't buy his unit, so I'm going to allow him to steal it. <laughs> <laughs> if he had bought it, I would have owned up. But I'm going to put my yeah. name, John Monks. Idea one, idea two, yeah. idea three. <laughs> I see, so, uh, and then then they'll come offer me a great job of innovative ideas. <laughs> so yeah, the action camera in a unit would be nice. Um, solar panel on a handheld unit would be phenomenal, phenomenal, wouldn't it? That'd be absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. What else would you like to see? It. I don't know. Um, an accessory that we could carry a Montana seven hundred with. <laughs> yep, that would be good. <laughs> It could start, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think what else we could have. I don't. I think probably. I know it would up the price a bit, but you know, just give the Etrex Touch Twenty Five just a, 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 a you know, because I've I've never really understood for <laughs> the the fact that you can't even share wirelessly on an Etrex Touch Twenty Five, can you? I suppose that's it. Cause again, they're starting to do that now. So 65S, I suppose they're updated. It works next to the Explore app. It's got Bluetooth connectivity, yeah. etc. I suppose when the E-Trex yeah. Touch range gets updated, that will be the next one. Because to be honest, E-Trex Touch now is going to be five years old, is it? Yeah. Six years it's old? something like that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So again, that that hopefully will be you know, a good update when that comes, I would have thought, mm. isn't it? Yes, um, yeah. So... Yeah, so great idea. So again, if Emmy's got some ideas, um, we'll put this link in here. Um, hope we give you food for thought. Uh, again, it's it's a really it's something you can go away. You no, know, as you've been hearing as 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 a pontificate now, you may have had some ideas yourself. We'll put the link in the whether your GPS training podcast is on the online resource. So um, uh, um, and I think I'll also put it in a newsletter. So I'll sign if people don't get our newsletter, sign up to our newsletter. And we will um, we'll put that in there as well, and you can all give your ideas. And uh, yeah, if you if you if you submit anything good, just send us an email to the GPS Train Podcast, so office at gpstrain.co.uk, and we can, you may get a mention in a, another podcast. We can cl start collating some great ideas, and uh, we'll steal them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and see how many are acted upon. That's exactly. <laughs> 
Next thing on this month's GPS training podcast is Ian's FAQs. A frequently asked questions Ian's been asked while supporting our customers and on courses, but no courses over the last month because we've been in a national oh, lockdown, Ian. So, <laughs> so um, we'll start off with your Garmin FAQs, really, which I think okay. is going to relate to waypoints in routes and the best way to plan your yeah. waypoints. Route. Um, so over this last month, I've had quite a few customers. Uh, two, two, two things, um, and it, they've sent me when they've have been having problems with, uh, say, transferring a route or doing something on a route on Basecamp. I, the easiest way is is I get them to email me the the GPX, the so the file that's created. They export it and email it to me as an attachment. And what I've do find a lot of people are doing, and it's you say it's not wrong, is that a lot of routes that come from customers have got waypoints literally right on right on a junction. So I say to them, so when I talk to them about it, I say, look, no criticism, but the way that I teach how to plan a route, how I've always planned a route, how I was taught how to plan a route many years ago, is is you always put a waypoint sort of like round a corner into the arm of the next leg of your route because that way as you're approaching the junction um your gps will start pointing you left or right mm -hmm. so you don't even have to think or straight on if it's crossroads so you don't even have to do any thinking do i go left right straight on you can see which way you're going and i you know for walkers it's not too much of an issue because you because of the speed but certainly for cyclists and and for trail riders or anyone else using a faster mode of transport um it is actually quite critical to well it, it, it's nice to know which way you're going to go at a junction and certainly i i, I don't know if you do this john but certainly for on my courses when i'm talking about creating a route for a cyclist i always suggest that they also put a waypoint probably 100 200 meters before a junction mm -hmm. so so it alerts them that they're that they're going to do something um but certainly i but as i say the number of routes i've been sent over the, this through november by customers say they're not wrong they look very pretty but um they're all the waypoints literally right on the junction and interestingly one of the customers he'd planned a route on the topo active europe map so this is the other type of mapping that we mm -hmm. that we have which is actually okay because he didn't so this was the only mapping he had on his gps and for some bizarre reason when he'd so he had the routing correct but because he'd put the waypoints actually right on the junction it was sending him all over the shop it really was it really this and i i didn't realize it did it because the moment so i replanned his route by putting the waypoints just round the corner on the next leg of his route and it routed it absolutely fine so the turn by turn routing for this top active europe mapping worked absolutely fine but not it it's appeared on this route he planned if he put it literally right on the junction mm -hmm. so that kind um, of moves us nicely onto turn by turn routing because actually when we're using turn by turn routing we need very very few waypoints well, yeah, at all don't we absolutely. really so yeah, we kind of need absolutely. waypoints so turn by turn routing people don't know we've got topo active mapping um 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 we can we can use a turn by turn routing which means that it's if we're within a national park it routes via the footpaths we don't need to put a waypoint we can put them you know um um you know x number of miles ahead of ourselves can't we it be topo yeah, pro sorry no yeah. no i say topo pro which is the ordnance survey routable data within national parks our waypoint could be like four miles ahead couldn't it really mm -hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely but a lot of these routes no matter what sort of where they are people are literally putting waypoints every few mm -hmm. you know 10 20 meters and i'm thinking sure you know and i say to customers i only put a waypoint if i'm if i'm no matter what sort of um mapping i'm or route i'm doing uh when i've got to make a decision it's a point where i've got to make a decision mm -hmm. but if you're going on a straight road a straight path or whatever just just don't bother doing it and then people say oh yeah but then you're cutting corners well actually i think you find that over the course of quite a considerable distance the difference between if you did them all nicely round a route um or you just did a few there's very little difference mm -hmm. um in the distance um 
but yeah, so, so it's just to sort of like don't overcrowd. And also you don't want this thing beeping at you every every 30, 40 metres, do you? No. <laughs> so really, That's the other thing. Yeah, so, so if we're playing routes in Garmin Base Camp or directly on the unit, no, minimise those waypoints. We don't yeah. need a lot of waypoints. If you're using turn-by-turn routing, say on the either top of pro mapping or the top of active mapping, we should have very, very few waypoints. We're limited to 50 anyway when we're using turn-by-turn yes. routing. So we want yeah. to be very limited. Uh, and again, make them a little bit around that corner to see around that corner. Uh, but the key thing is, like, let's keep them... Uh, to as few as as possible really yes yes next thing Ian on the Garmin FAQ I put I hope you don't mind me put this up but Apple Update Big Sur S-U-R which is Garmin's yes. Big Apple Update it's that time of year Ian <laughs> Apple of updated their chaos, products chaos reigns for an iPhone iPad Mac user. <laughs> I see the um. I see my iPhone had another update last night. It, it did another. This morning I had to put it in. So it's, yeah, the first update went through. Then it's done another one to correct all the things that were wrong in that first update. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's the second time he's done a big update overnight. And I, I just started my MacBook a few moments ago, and it said it needs another big update. So yeah, <laughs> it's the update season in the world of Apple, oh. isn't it? Really. And, um, is, yes. and 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 seeing that. Garmin and, and uh, Apple don't seem to have a, a, a relationship. Um, we've got some clearly. issues with Basecamp, haven't we, with it? So, yes, um, yes, yeah, yes. So, so again, we've been, well, you've been contacted as have I. I think it read its ugly head about a week and a half ago, didn't it? It was just after the big uh, release that a customer contacted us to say that Basecamp has virtually, his Basecamp's like ground to a halt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, very kindly, I think it was last week, a customer contacted you to say that they'd found a, a workaround, not not a solution, uh, because the solution is going to have to come from Garmin or Apple. Um, but this customer had found a workaround for for opening up Basecamp because Basecamp to stop it running so, so apparently so slowly. Now, John, I don't have a, a, a MacBook or a Mac. You do. Have you? Have you? Have you got Big Sur yet on your? No, I, I've not updated my. Right. I'll, I'll wait till they sort out all the problems before I update to Big Sur right. S U R. Um, <laughs> who thought of that name? That's must ridiculous uh, name to crazy, isn't update. It? Yeah. No, I'm. I'm. Uh, yeah, I, I'll wait till the new year before I update because I, I need my uh, base camp to be working to full performance just in case <laughs> I've got to do some of the customers. So yes. I'll wait till every tells right. me it's sorted and then I'll move on. Um, so yeah, go on. There is a, there is a workaround. I must say yes. thank you, thank you, thank you so much to the gentleman who did this for us. Yes, he's actually bought a GPS unit off us, and he's actually a retired electrical engineer. And he was he was quite when I first spoke to him on the phone, he was very very frustrated. Understandable that it it was doing what he was doing, and then he rang back the next morning, and and I'll be honest with you, what a different person. He says I've not got a solution, but I spent a few hours last night trying to work this out. I found us found something that stops it running so slowly um so ian do you want to quickly run through that or, or have you got the instructions there? yeah what so we need to do? yeah so basically the the way around it not not the solution but the way around it is that firstly the mac user opens up Basecamp, so lets it loads totally and then um they click on view and they open up the 3d map so we get the map that is not what we would normally recommend you do anything with because you can't really you know we all plan routes on a flat flat Mm -hmm. image don't don't we and once the 3d map is up and loaded then plug in the gps um to let the maps from the gps be read and then um you've put by viewing them in 3d it gets around the problem but i think that you, what you said to me john was that if you can then reduce the 3d you can do you can you know, level it out a little bit yeah so you can level flat. it out a bit yeah so so, uh, that, so yeah kind of gets around that problem i had, had a little yeah. play on mine and you can level it out to make it look better yeah. but the issue yes. is this 2d isn't it so it's this 2d yes. that i'm oh, sorry so it's the 3 it's the 2d problem so when it's viewing yeah. the map in 2d that's what brings the max to grinding hole for whatever reason mm. i don't know mm. why but when we view them in 3d it solves a problem but then we can kind of make it kind of semi 2d um when yeah. doing this so again yes. it's not it's not a solution but if you are having problems with it um that will do and and hopefully in, in a week's time, two weeks' time, three weeks' time, or certainly by the new year, we won't be having this conversation. So if you listen to the podcast in, you know, in a year's two times, just forget about it. 
what, what's going to come first, though, John? A vaccine, the new one to 25,000 maps, or a cure for Big Sur? <laughs> <laughs> well, vaccine. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I suspect the. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know, it's free really because I, I always I always have massive respect for Apple as a as a as as sorting out these problems. I know it's a Garmin problem within Apple, but you no know, Apple seem to be to a bit into Windows with their releasing of products and then releasing you no know, software updates again and again. Do you know where I think the distance used to happen to the same extent did it, I don't think. I don't know. Well, someone, a very good friend of ours, um he's a software developer um, for Deutsche Telekom and he's our very good friend Jörg from lives um, just south of Frankfurt and Jörg passed a comment to me uh, it was about a year after Steve Jobs mm -hmm. Jobs, Jobs yeah. I don't know mm -hmm. I don't know how his name's spelled after he very sadly died that Jörg said to me um, that he would never have let this software, this iOS release out in the states that Apple have let it out, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think that you know Steve clearly had a very good control on good quality control. There was good quality quality control, and since his untimely death, has it's all stemmed from around that mm -hmm. sort of time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's quite an interesting observation that um, there. That's but yeah, it, it never used to happen, but it does now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So hopefully Garmin can get a hold of their software and work out what's wrong with that. And I sure it can't be that big a fix and hopefully get that sorted. Um, so hopefully we'll see an update for Garmin Basecamp in the very near future. Your SatMap FAQs, Ian. Um, yes. So another customer, Jeff. Um, he's really, um, really helped me. Well, sort of reminded me, I think. So last week uh, he... Um, uh, his Active 20 um, was loading, so it was saying that the maps had loaded, but they didn't load. So if you went into the main menu, it showed the map card had loaded, um, but he couldn't. He the the way you zoom in and out of the different scale maps on the GPS map screen, just it just it was all greyed out, and the little three grey like sheets of paper that sit up in the top right-hand corner of the status bar right next to the battery level um, weren't there either. And I said to him, I said, well, you know, we do know that SatMap have, ad have admitted to us that um, there are some dodgy uh, map cards out there. And I said, really, I think we've gone as far as I can with you. We'd, I mean, because normally what stops maps loading on an Active 20 is that it's a corrupt GPX file. Mm -hmm. So SatMap's first recommendation is that you delete all tracks, routes, waypoint uh, or POIs off the Active 20 because that should then let the maps reload okay. But it wasn't doing it in, in Jeff's case. So um, he contacted SatMap and there is a, um, uh, you can actually effectively do a master reset on an Active 20 and I'd, it had just totally passed me by I know it's there but they suggested to him that he did it and then his maps reloaded absolutely fine right so so you know thank you to him another customer for you know sort of like um because yeah I, um so master reset takes it all the way back to factory settings yeah. doesn't it restarts so, you know, from scratch yeah fa factory settings so no different <laughs> It's a lot easier than trying to master reset a Garmin GPS because you need about five hands doing it upside down mm -hmm. for some of the Garmin GPSs, uh, whereas it's just literally um, straight. It's very straight. You go to the main menu screen, into the settings, um, and then it asks you. Uh, then you select. The, there's one option that says default, and then you just select yes, and you it clears out the whole GPS, reloads it, and then the map card in Jeff's case, re reloaded fine. And, you know, which, which is really good news. So um, it's just a good thing for anyone with who are struggling with um, their map card loading, certainly to have, give that a go as well. Excellent. I must say this point, Ian, a 
quick thank you to Satmap. I've actually got them on. We'll have them on next month's podcast. So we um, we mentioned last month's podcast about the app, didn't we? The Satmap app. We did. Um, yes. And I said, get in touch with somebody and at Satmap, and we've got someone's come on the GPS Train podcast. So I'll record that between now and uh, the start of twenty twenty one. I was ho- to be honest, they could have come on this podcast. I'll be honest, we've been so busy. I've just literally not had. They they're, they're waiting for me to give them a date of, of getting back on. We've just been so busy. Right. Uh, I just mm. physically mm. hadn't time to send an email yes. saying, can you can you do this date? But give them the due within 48 hours of me asking. They said, yeah, no problem. We've got a representative who worked on the app and he will come on and explain it to you. So uh, we'll have him, we'll hopefully record it uh, this side of Christmas. It can be on the January podcast. Uh, be really nice. Yeah. So again, great SATMAP for their great support to Good. ourselves uh, for getting us, or, getting us a representative for that. One last thing, John, um, which I emailed you about literally because it suddenly occurred to me, um, was for Etrex Touch owners. With their with the new Garmin update. Oh yes. And, oh yeah. Forgot about this. Another one, yeah. customer. Oh. Another customer to thank. And you know, it's been really good. I say I really appreciate, and I know as you do, customers getting in touch with us about little things. Um, there's a new Etrex Touch update. And it's and stolen the same error from the Oregon, hasn't it? It has. So. Yes. So- <laughs> This customer very kindly emailed us to say that when you update your Etrex Touch to, I think it's version 4.4, um, when you record your track, if you then want to delete it as opposed to save it, um, you can't, it won't return, when you press the little dustbin icon, um, it doesn't return you to the map screen, it just returns you to the track summary page screen. So. You, at the moment, everyone has to save their tracks regardless of whether they want it and then delete them manually. It's the same issue that we've got on the Oregon 700 range at the moment. So, yeah. Yes. So, that's the way it's. So, yeah. So, people don't understand. Well, hopefully, so quickly summarize what, what's happened there. So, on, on the Oregon range and the Etrex Touch range, we can swipe up at the bottom of the screen on the map page, the compass page, the trip computer page, and we press start at the start of the day's walking to reset our trip data, which tells us how far we walked, yes. average speed, and also yes. to start recording our track. At the end of the day's walking, we swipe up from the bottom, and the, the button now says stop. So we press the stop button, and then the next page is the track information, isn't it? So it says how far that track is, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. And we normally would save that at the end of the day's walking, but alternatively, there's a there's a, a button, as as Ian said, to delete it, which is that dustbin. Um, and if you press it, nothing happens. Um, it doesn't delete it. So the only way to clear that screen is to to save it, isn't it? Um, yes. Which is yeah, we saw we saw it on the Oregon 700 range, and now that great feature <laughs> <laughs> and just cascaded onto Etrex touch range and i think sadly john is that there's another oregon update for the oregons uh, which i think has only happened in the last few days and yet they haven't so i've updated our training oregon 700 they haven't corrected this no issue okay. <laughs> okay so that's ian's faqs for this month <laughs> Don't forget, we have lots of top tips and solutions to all your questions in the GPS Training online resource. Go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk. Click on online resource in the top menu bar and then log into there. And you see all the top tips for all the units and for Garmin Basecamp and uh, SatMap Expedition in there. And finally, many thanks for joining me, joining us on this month's GPS training podcast. If there's anything you'd like us to cover in future podcasts, please do get in touch. Please do give us a call, especially if you're thinking about buying a new GPS unit. And please, please do take a look at both our physical GPS training courses and our online training courses. Again, just go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk and click on GPS training courses. Please do tell your friends about the GPS Training Podcast and encourage them to subscribe on whatever platform they are listening to. And we should actually quickly say that point. Thank you so much for everybody who's doing that. Our numbers, our listening numbers for the GPS Training Podcast are going phenomenally, phenomenal through the roof at the moment. So that is very much appreciated. I think we've touched on some nice hot topics which have increased uh, our listeners uh, over the last couple of months. And if you are listening on whatever platform you are, please do give us a five-star rating. And if you can leave us a snazzy review, that is very much appreciated. So, Ian, 
it's our last podcast before Christmas. So, what are you getting up to this Christmas, Ian? You got anything exciting uh, in store? Oh, um, don't ask, John. I think that after the last, after the announcement by the government on Tuesday, it's caused <laughs> um, an operational problem with where we go, who we do see, who we don't see. Um, I don't know, but. If I may um, slightly steal, because I'm going to spring this on you, because you didn't know I was going to say say this, but you know I've had a full year, you know, full 2020 su- of supporting customers, and I think it has been quite a tough year for everyone, and you know they've been very supportive uh, of the company and of us, and you know we, I think you know I I appreciate the. The communication that I have with customers doing the technical support, and you know, a, a big thank you. Really, um, it's been tough, tough times. It's been a, it's been a interesting year. That's all I can say. Yeah. I think, I think, yes. um, as we sit here at the end of the year, and I'll be honest, we're we're quite upbeat. We're, we're in a very good place. We've got really good sales. Actually, um, it's been a, it's been a really interesting year, and 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 some tough years. I, I often th- I've, I've spoken a bit about Christmas because there's your house COVID, your house COVID affected you. you no, know, for many months of this business, there was me sat in two offices on my own, and Ian <laughs> sat hundreds of miles away doing tech support and yeah. and the reassuring phone calls every other day to keep each other sane. I think, <laughs> and to be honest, people don't realise that. And I I've actually listened. I listen back to a lot of the podcasts. I, I I've listened back to a lot of earlier podcasts this year when we're doing two podcasts a month and. And I can hear quite a bit of stress and strain in both our voices as as we were going through quite a lot. Um, and we had quite, um, you know, a lot of customers rightly took that period to get to grips with their GPS tuner um, because they were sat at home too. Put a lot of pressure on the business actually because actually they, they were emailing Ian four or five times a year, day, sorry, a day when they'd been for their walks to kind of analyse what they were doing right or wrong. <laughs> Without realising that I, instead of our normal um, six members of staff, we had me and Ian part-time. Yes. <laughs> um, no, I, so I think, yeah, I think we've, we've, we've come through it good in the end. It's been, it's but been I think the support, John, you know, the support from the customers this, mm-hmm. this year and, you know, the level of appreciation that you do get, all right, there are frustrations, understandably, when things aren't going right, mm-hmm. but... Um, I get that these things cost a lot of money. That people want these things working, don't, mm-hmm. don't they? And I and I get that. Um, but you know, there are many customers, especially quite recently. Even Jeff, my gentleman, I spoke to last week about his Active Twenty. He was very frustrated. I know to begin with, with his Active Twenty, it got sorted. And he told me last week he he just loves it. Mm-hmm. He just absolutely love, loves it. He was, you know, he and you know so i know people get frustrated but thank you but um for for everyone's patience really and su- support because it is i don't mean a lot to you and jane as well doesn't mm-hmm. it so mm-hmm. yeah we kind yeah. of live our business don't we as we sat here at quarter past six on a thursday night that, that shows <laughs> yes. the divorce the, 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 the dedication that we have no that, that kind of shows what we do in the business and we yeah. work our working day yes. and then we'll do our podcast at the stop before we work or after we work so it doesn't interfere with our work so it kind of sh- hopefully yes. shows a bit of that dedication of what we want because so, we enjoy doing what we do um mm. so i think uh, that kind of comes over to customers i think as well i think the yeah we have we have some real good characters that we have a good laugh with no we, we, we have a good we, we have a good chuckle with lots of people as they as they ring up you know so and it's quite interesting actually because people listen to the podcast they kind of they hear our voices and then when they speak oh it's john oh, hello <laughs> yeah they realize I'm, yes. not, I'm not as happy in real life as i am on the podcast <laughs> Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you are quite grumpy. I must comment. You mentioned Jane there. I kind of the last podcast we did. Jane, my wife, never listened to the podcast. I made her listen to the podcast after my big walk. <laughs> I sat there in the office. We were working one night. Said, "You're not listening to the podcast yet." She said, "No." I said, "There you are. I'm going to make you listen to the podcast as we work late one evening." You know, so I, I made her listen to my uh, post sixty-two mile interview she did. So she quite enjoyed it actually as well. Ian, so. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, a final, final. Thank you very much uh, for Ian for joining me over the last year on you, this very different year of our GPS yes, training podcast. And on behalf of myself, Ian, and everybody at GPS training, I wholeheartedly believe we 
I mean this, but have a great Christmas and a really mm. prosperous New Year. Let's really hope that 2021 is a slightly different year than what we've just gone through. And um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to just having normal courses Ian, and uh, hand so sanitizer on. everywhere and wipes everywhere and our courses going ahead, our courses not going ahead. Oh, yes. it's going to be yes. just nice just to cuddle people and shake their hands again, isn't it? Yes, I know. <laughs> just a, a normal welcome and a goodbye and a safe journey is all I ask for for people to say to people. <laughs> it really has made us appreciate how yeah. normal life is so good, doesn't it, really? Yes, it does. It certainly it does. Okay, so yeah, very big thank you again, Ian, for joining me. And yeah, we'll have a catch up and look back at this year on the January, uh, the first uh, podcast of 2021, where we'll look back at this year and look forward again to 21. So thank you very much, Ian, for joining me on this month's GPS Training Podcast. Thank you, John. Thanks for listening to the GPS Training Podcast, the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor GPS navigation. Oh,